Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much. It's the Ray Dassey Show on RTE Radio 1. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Good afternoon on this Wednesday afternoon. No mention from Shane of the missing peacock in the Navin area. Uh, we, we're, we're going to follow that up. Things might happen on air. It's very exciting. Uh, anyway, how are you this afternoon? 51551 or ray at rte.ie. So, the 18th of March is a public holiday. Um, as you heard Leo Varadkar there say, to recognise and say thank you to volunteers. Uh, he said, we decided to make the, this decision on a public holiday rather than wait until the pandemic is over because so many have already given so much. And it also roughly marks, he said, the second anniversary of the beginning of the pandemic in Ireland, uh, which it does. And remember that... Um, Speech he gave from, was it Boston or Washington or New York? Uh, You can tell me. Anyway, Anne has been on straight away about the 18th of March. She says, interesting to see the extra public holiday on the 18th of March this year. That's Sheila's day. A nice balance between the 17th and 18th of March of the masculine and feminine energies. And next year, it'll move to St. Bridget's Day, another celebration of the feminine, says Anne. Well, it won't move exactly to Bridget's Day. It's going to move to the first Monday in February. That's my understanding. And as for Sheila's Day on March 18th, never heard of it. So we Googled, Googled it. uh, And we came across an article written by Anne Newman um, on the 18th of March 2019. And she quotes Shane Lahan from UCC's Department of Folklore. Um, And he says, pre-famine, pre-1845, if you go back to the newspapers in Ireland, they talk not just about Patrick's Day, but also about Sheila's Day. You have Paddy's Day on the march, on March 17th, and it continues on to Sheila's Day. Uh, And then uh, he goes on to say that uh, he unearthed references to Sheila's Day in the Freeman's Journal in 1785, 1811 and 1841. And there are also many accounts in the 19th century Australian press of the observance of Sheila's Day down there Uh, and then John Carr in his book in 1806 The Stranger in Ireland Carr said that on the anniversary of St. Patrick the country people assembled in their nearest towns and villages and got very tipsy and then he goes on to say from a spirit of gallantry these merry devotees continued drunk the greater part of the next day the 18th of March all in honour of Sheila St. Patrick's wife so that was the thing uh, and then there's a guy called William Hone, quoted. Uh, he was an English writer from the 18th century. And he researched the traditions around the 18th of March of Sheila and found that most people described her being the wife of St. Patrick. It drove people to perplexity as to its origins. Uh, and he wrote, uh, its observers are not so anxious to determine who Sheila was as they are earnest in her celebration. Uh, some say she was his wife, more his mother. So it wasn't too much about Sheila. It was about continuing the celebrations of the National Day into the next day. Anyway, it's going to be Friday, uh, the 18th of March, which means for a lot of people, uh, it'll be the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, four days in a row off. um, And it'll let be a good shot in the arm for the hospitality industry. And we know they need it. Um, And uh, if you want, if you can have the luxury of booking somewhere you'd want to do it quick smart because I'd say a lot of people are running to their computers or getting out their smartphones and, and booking uh, a little break uh, around then. News just in Harry Styles uh, has announced a concert in the Aviva Stadium 22nd of June of this year and you would like to think that, that, that that'll happen that'll happen and there'll be 50,000 Harry Styles fans uh, there. He, he's sort of cross-generational isn't he? Um, 
it's just yeah your, your mother your, your, your granny your sister your auntie maybe even your brother your uncle they all like Harry Styles um, it's like guys want to be him and girls want to be with him is that is that the, the, the what they say about Harry Styles anyway uh, uh, June 22nd 2022 Aviva Stadium Harry Styles um, yesterday we spoke to Anne Kyo Dr Anne Kyo about seasonal affective disorder and one listener was on to rayadorte.e to say they were able to change their working hours from 6.30am to 2 as in that's their day now starts at half 6 in the morning and goes on till 2 this person takes no lunch they get home in time to go for a walk in daylight and lucky, be, lucky to be able to do it uh, started in lockdown and um, my employer allowed me continue it makes a huge difference. So they have from two to half four then in daylight, uh, which which is which is great. And John has been on about something we spoke about last week, and that was the the fact that there was an excess of eight hundred thousand uh, euro uh, going into tolls around the countries, and that's when you threw in a two euro when the toll was only one seventy or one ninety. That all adds up from all the tolls and all the people, and the excess from last year was eight hundred thousand. A lot of cash, a good chunk of cash. And John says, after listening to the excess revenue generated by people paying a few extra uh, cent on toll roads, maybe that extra money could be used for fundraising for charities as a roundup. Uh, the charity could be switched every week, and I'm sure people would throw in a few quid extra, which would raise even more money. Here in the United States, shops have a roundup to the nearest dollar when you check out and it raises millions. Just the thought. I like that idea, that it's every week. Um, and they have those LED readers, you know, where it tells you that you've paid your, your toll. So they could just, charity of the week, you know, it could be Laura Lynn or Pieta House or St. Vincent de Paul or Irish Cancer Society or any of those. Uh, and you know then, and this is the thing that always got me, that you'd be, you know, you'd be going to the toll, you'd have your two euro, you know that you're giving 30 cent to somebody somewhere. Uh, and it'd be lovely to know that you were giving it to a charity. Um a lot, of, a lot of online things now ask, do you want to donate? I see, I was on PayPal this morning buying a book um, and they have a designated charity. I don't know if it changes every week or whether it's a, sort of a random thing that comes up depending on when you click on. Um, but it was Mary's Meals, I think, today uh, and it, it invited you to donate a euro. Uh, so that's a great idea, John. We'll get on to uh, the people in charge and see what they think of that. Um, this is big news. It comes up every year, dogs on beaches. Yes, if you go back and you listen to various radio programmes from over the years, there's always a couple of programmes on dogs on beaches. It's getting serious now. I didn't know this, but depending on the county council, uh, they put in place the bylaws around the legalities of having your dog on a beach. Uh, this is all going to change this year because the people who give out the blue frags Blue Flags are an international organisation called Foundation for Environmental Education, FEE. Uh, and they have now insisted through on Toshka that any beach who wants a blue flag has to keep dogs off the beaches. Uh, dogs or pets other than assistant dogs are not allowed on a blue flag beach or in the blue flag area if it is part of a larger beach. So the r- rule applies when the flag is flying during the bathing season, which begins on June 1st. So up until now, it would have been depending on which county you were in. But as in from going forward, as they say, going forward, it'll be all blue flag beaches. If you want to keep your blue flag, keep the dogs off the beach. Um, The rationale for restricting access for domesticated animals to beaches is that among the most common hazards in bathing waters are microbial pathogens introduced by faecal contamination from humans and animals. So that's dog poo. That's what they're talking about there. It ain't good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. 
So that organisation has asked us, this is Antoshka, asked Antoshka to undertake an extensive programme of putting local authorities on notice that they must meet the criteria for blue flags to fly a blue flag. So that, that's interesting. Do you remember the potato, Doug the potato? And, and, and yeah, you remember, the, yeah, he was great because he said that thing. Holy snapping turtle teeth. Yeah, and we spoke to him. He's, he's a guy from New Zealand and he discovered a uh, spud. Now, his name wasn't Doug, his name was Colin. The potato, he, he, he christened the potato Doug. Anyway, Doug the Spud, uh, weighing in at 17.2 pounds or 7.8 kilograms, depending on if it's old money or new money. Um, and we were talking to Colin about that and he was saying he was putting it forward for the Guinness Book of World Records. They're very strict and scientific, so they don't just take a lad like Colin with his large potato at his word. So what they've done now, and it's reported in the Mirror today, is that they're getting a bit of the potato uh, and they're sending it off to the SASA, which is the Science and Advice for Scottish Agriculture. Now, why it's particularly Scottish, I don't know. But uh, a piece of Doug the Potato is making its way from the Southern Hemisphere, New Zealand, right up to Scotland. And they're going to check because they're not convinced it's a potato. So they have to prove that Doug is actually a potato before they can register him in the Guinness Book of World Records. Him, you see. <laughs> like, is a potato a male or female? I, I, I don't know. So that's we'll keep you posted on that. And just to remember the excitement around Colin and his big potato, uh, this is a report from a New Zealand uh, news network. I got the fork and jabbed into it and hoiked it out of the ground and holy snapping turtle teeth. What's going on here? Yeah. What, what is it? I said to Don, I said, no, it's a potato. Yeah. And she went, no. I said, yeah, it is. They're going to eat you, Doug. You're too special. Thank you. Yes. You know, poor fella, he doesn't have no arms and legs and that sort of thing. <laughs> so I made him a little trolley so we can take him out and give him a bit of sunshine now and then, you know. But is he potato? Uh, the SASA will find that out. Science and advice for Scottish agriculture. They sound like some sort of military um, SWAT team, don't they? The SASA finding out if Doug is actually a potato. Derek Doom, from Doug to Derek Doom, is trending today. <laughs> Why is it trending? Well, our friend Tom Dunn from Something Happens, who was asking on Twitter the most significant, he was asking for people's opinion on the most significant rock track in Irish music. Uh, Tom's a specialist, of course, being the frontman for Something Happens, and then having numerous compilation albums uh, of the best of Irish rock. So he's just asking people on Twitter, what do you think is the most significant rock track in Irish music? And that's why Derek Doom uh, is doing the rounds. I didn't know this until we spoke to one of the Begleys during lockdown, that that bit, the opening bit, is actually an old tune called O'Neill's March. So the horse lips took that and then built a song around it and it sounded great. Uh, and then the lads at U2 took it and made put them under pressure. Diddle, 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 da, da. So, so we were doing, we were asked around the office what did you think was the, the, the most significant rock track in Irish music? Got loads of suggestions. I was looking through the window I was lost, I am found. What the will, what the will, what the will. 
Well, they'd have to get a mention. You too. I wonder, is that one of the songs that Bono is embarrassed about? Shouldn't be. I will follow a great rock song. That should be in there. What about this one? Dancing in the disco pump, where's the bumper? Wait a minute. Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Sons of Bing FC, where's me jumper? That's a great one. Says that's the trouble with reality. It's taken far too seriously. I do hope God is good to me and Santa Claus. The children celebrate. This party's over. I'm going home. An emotional fish celebrates. Some great ones there. I don't know what your opinion is. Are we missing something? The most significant rock track in Irish music, as asked by our friend Tom Dunn. Ah, yes. Yeah, you're right. Somebody just texted that in. We are. You nearly forgot about that. Blowing up a storm. Stunning. Uh, There was a time there in the early 90s when there was loads of great Irish rock music. And it was all, I suppose, spurred on by U2's success and everybody, the international press were going, the next U2 here, the next U2 there. Anyway, any suggestions? 51551 or ray at rte.ie. Still on music, we say happy birthday to Dolly Parton, 76 today. Um, I, I love Dolly Parton. She's a fascinating woman. Uh, larger than life in so many different ways. Um I saw a brilliant documentary about the writing of I Will Always Love You and uh, she'd featured on this TV show uh, and the host and her were an item and then they weren't an item and she was leaving the show and she went home one night and she was very sad about all of that and she wrote I Will Always Love You um, which is one of those brilliant songs. Um, Very smart woman and very kind woman. Um, The Dollywood Foundation was set up in 1988 and we know about it here because uh, her dad couldn't read and she felt it held him back from realising his dreams. Uh, so she went about uh, with her money, um, sort of giving out free books and 147 million books have been gifted through the Dollywood Foundation uh, in the United States, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom and Ireland. Uh, they first came to Ireland um, in 2019 to Tala. And then the year before last, we spoke to Grace Walsh on the show, Senior Oral Language Development Officer with Young Naknahini Area-Based Childhood Programme when they received 3,000 books courtesy of Dolly's Imagination Library. Um, And she does other stuff, loads of other stuff as well. I was just reading there today. Uh, She has a programme in America called the Buddy Programme and and it's trying to counteract uh, high school dropouts and it encourages 7th and 8th grade students to buddy up with each other and if they both the two of them successfully graduate high school uh, they get $500 from Dolly Parton that's nice isn't it and she does loads of other stuff as well and of course the music and she's a wise woman I was just reading some of her most famous quotes and there's loads of them there Um, Fox News did it today Uh, but this is the one that I love and, and if we could all do this it'd be great figure out who you are then do it on purpose huh get that Figure out who you are, right? And then do it because like if when you figure it out, you've probably just, you've been going through life. Da, 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 da. Then if you figure out exactly who you are and then you can go, oh yeah, that's who I am. Now I can do it. And you can probably accentuate the positives of who you are. Thanks, Dolly. Thanks for that. And happy birthday. Good afternoon. Dolly Parton celebrating her 76th birthday today. And Jolene. Oh, they're flying in now. 
Um, that's when you do a list, it's always the ones that you don't include that get people going. Um, has to be the boys are back in town. It has to be a crazy world, says somebody else. Brilliant song. One of the best Irish songs ever recorded, but not really a rock. You know, I know they're a rock band, but it doesn't, it doesn't rock it out, does it? Christian Aslan, Billy on the telly, Dancing with the Stars. Now, now that's a crazy world, huh? Billy on Dancing with the Stars. How can I protect you in this crazy world? Now there's one we did, we did, we forgot about this one. Yes, we did, yeah, yeah. Teenage kicks. They're hard to beat. This. Or indeed anything. Anything by Thin Lizzy. A lot of people are saying Dancing in the Moonlight. The boys are back in town. Here we go. Great intros, all of those. Uh, okay, uh, keep them coming in, and we might do a definitive list at some stage in the future. But now, I must tell you about our Reeling in the Ears quiz. Uh, we've cobbled together bits of songs, yeah, news reports, TV shows, and movies. And um, we're looking for two people to come on uh, after four o'clock and answer three questions each on the clips they hear in their ears. We call it Reeling in the Ears. Uh, and there is a prize, yes. Uh, we've very nice day in the Farnham Estate in County Cavan. Uh, you and your guests can enjoy a two-night stay in a stylish guest room with breakfast the following morning and dinner for two in Maxwell's restaurant at Farnham Estate. Uh, and it's set there in magnificent uh, 1,300 acres of mature woodlands and lakes, uh, all for you to explore. It's less than 90 minutes from Dublin. Uh, there's a spa there, golf resort. And you can find out more at farnhamestate.ie. Farnhamestate.ie. Working for two people to come on. Uh, and here is your qualifying question today. Uh, today, Cabinet is given the go-ahead for an extra what on the 18th of March? Uh, that's easy. Uh, so the Cabinet has given a, the go-ahead for an extra what on the 18th of March? 0818 That's 0818 uh, Good luck with that. And we could be talking to you after four times. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, still coming in. Brendan Conroy has been on. The boys are back in town. A joyous celebratory. Timeless classic from Thin Lizzy. Bad by you too, he suggests. Um, and he says, for so many years, the number one in Dave Fanning's top 100 Irish songs of all time. It marked the cusp of U2's transition into a huge world musical phenomenon. It grew into an epic song live and became one of the defining moments of Live Aid. Thanks, Brendan. Yeah, that's a great suggestion there, bad. Uh, and there, what about this one? It's sort of uh, honorary Irish, I suppose. Yeah, honorary Irish, yeah. Waterboys and Hall of the Moon. Now, we have to interrupt normal programming to go live uh, to the Greater Navan area to speak to Verena Stapleton. Um, there is a missing peacock called Winston and Verena is uh, frantically looking to find Winston. Hello, Verena. Hi, Ray. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so you're on the spot there. You're our on-the-spot reporter. Tell us about this Winston peacock. Is it yours? 
Uh, it is ours, yeah. Um, so he hatched uh, in an incubator in our house uh, last year in July, and we had him ever since. Okay, until uh, until Sunday. Until Sunday, he went missing on Sunday. So, so you until live it. outside outside Navan. Um, so does, you're in a sort of a rural area, Verena. It is a rural area. There's farmyards and everything around, so it's uh, quite spacious. Okay, um, and what and was it before Peacock? What was a typical day for Winston? Then you, you let him out, did you, to roam around? the Yeah, place? he has exactly. He has a shed outside, so he goes. Uh, in there at night time when the, when the sun sets and we lock him in just for safety and he perches in there and then during the day like in the morning first thing I let him out and he roams around in the evening he goes back in Okay so. uh, and what do you know about peacocks like they can fly obviously but not far they- they can fly indeed uh, loads, like the ones you'd normally see in zoos, or they would have their flight feathers clipped, but we hadn't done that yet. Oh, no. And uh, so he can take off and he can fly for one and a half kilometers uh, in one go. He wouldn't be long distance, um, no, no. but yeah, short distance flight. And what about walking? Is it good? He, yeah, he can cover three to four kilometers uh, when he's walking. Um, there are like emus, ostriches along them lines yeah. to just can uh, cover a fair distance. I was looking at the satellite uh, picture of where you are. So there, there's a road called Craig Lane and then there's the, the Boyne on the other side and there's there's a, the ruins of a castle. Is it Dunmore Castle? That's Dunmore Castle and uh, that's where he was spotted on ah. Sunday evening. Uh, right. So he had gone that far already. Yes, well, that's no surprise because you know that it was royalty who would have kept peacocks as pets. Absolutely. So, so, so he obviously was going back to find his ancestry, maybe. Ancestors, <laughs> maybe doing some genealogy or something like that. I don't know, but like it's, it's no surprise you found him in the ruins of a castle, right? So, yeah. so who's at home? There's yourself. Um, There's uh, myself, my husband, Richard, and then two kids, uh, five-year-old Lee and three-year-old Faith. And Winston became part of the family. Absolutely. I mean, he was uh, when he was a chicken. We he had him still in the house. He was sitting with us. Uh, he was feeding out of our hands. Uh, he was watching telly with us uh, when he was very small before we moved him outside, yeah, uh, yeah. which was in September, October time last year. And he used to sit on your husband Richard's shoulder. He did. Yes, perched up. <laughs> He was he was going to be big for that though. <laughs> he was a little bit. He wouldn't do that anymore now. But yeah. I can still like uh, carry him and yeah. yeah. Uh, why why a peacock? Well, we always had poultry. So like we have ducks and we have a pond here, and we just thought, what else could we get? Because the site is big enough, and uh, people around us have ducks and chickens, and we thought like, hmm, why not get a peacock? So we looked into it, and okay. we got some eggs from breeders. Uh, the first batch, unfortunately, the chick one or the two two eggs didn't hatch. Um, and the chick didn't survive the one that did hatch and then out the second batch of eggs uh, out came Winston so yeah and he's been here right okay Uh, so then on Sunday went missing Um, you put you put the call out on Facebook the local paper covered it Um, exactly yeah yeah. and you have news for us we have news yes he was spotted uh, just there about half an hour before coming on air Um, and I got him and he's back and yeah it's just incredible I can't believe it. Verena, do you know nothing about radio? You were supposed to leave him lost until you came on and spoke to us and then find him before half four. That's the way radio works. Oh, oh sorry. Apologies there. I missed it. I messed it up now. No, I'm delighted. I'm over the moon for you. Oh, we can't. I Winston. can't get over it. I just, yeah, incredible. Because I was reading the article and I was, I was, I was reading your brief and there was a mention of foxes in the area. So I, I, yes. I feared for the worst for poor Winston. 
Yeah, well, he's smart enough because he can fly, like, even out of a standing position. He can't just jump out of the way. He can jump eight feet up high uh, and right. get out of the way. Uh, so, like, he's he's smart enough. Like, nature would kick in, yes. like, with any animal. Uh, yeah. So he's still, he's only semi-tame. Like, he still has his natural instincts, thankfully. Okay, so, so you know that old saying, you know, the stable door when the horse is bolted? <laughs> the peacock's wings when the, when the peacock is flown. So, so will there be clipping going on? I think so, yeah. And we're going to get him a, a peahen for company, so that should fairly keep him settled. Ah, yeah. And does he, because they make, we have a couple of noises here. That, whoa. <laughs> They're noisy things, aren't they, when they get going? Yeah, when they get going and when it's mating season, but the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend yet, um, yeah, he's not shouting just yet. Yeah, your neighbours are going to love you. <laughs> that's that Absolutely. Yeah, so they love me already anyway, so it's good. <laughs> so where would you get your hands on a pea hen? Also, I'm a breeder. There's uh, several breeders uh, in, in Ireland. Yeah. So we just have to uh, get the pea hen from somebody that obviously didn't give us the eggs, because otherwise they'd be rela- related. <laughs> because somebody is saying that he, he's probably gone looking for, that's where he probably went, looking for a female, not doing genealogy on his ancestors. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why Winston? I don't know, Richard just came up with it one day and when we looked at him, we thought like, well, yeah, well, yeah that suits, you know, right. and yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're not originally from the Navan area, I can tell? No, I'm, I'm from Germany originally, but came over in 2006, so. Fell, here fell in love. That's it, absolutely. Stayed on. Uh, it looks like a lovely part of the country you're, you're, you're living in. It's beautiful. It's rural, it's quiet, it's perfect for peacocks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and Winston is back so. and the, the, the family's reunited. Verena Stapleton, oh, thank you happy. very much. Great. Thank T- you so much. Thank you for having us on the radio. Thank you. Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, press the button, yes. Operation Transformation on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Healthy Ireland. Helping you get set for life. Uh, tonight, week three of Operation Transformation, Kilkenny truck driver John Ryan is one of this year's leaders. Um, John has talked openly on the programme about his struggles with his mental health um, and says he's doing the programme for himself and for his family as he faces into turning 50 next year. John, uh, he's hit some stumbling blocks along the way. There's a bit of bit of a cooking problem and other stuff and John and his wife Selena have come up from Kilkenny uh, to join us in studio today. Good afternoon Selena. Good afternoon Ray. Good afternoon John. How's it going Ray? How good, are you? Good to see you both again. Thank you um, very much. I, I've seen tonight's episode so I'm sort of a bit ahead of you. Okay. Um, uh, and we'll talk about that in a moment but for people who don't know the two of you um, and you John as one of this year's leaders let's just find out, remind them about you. So we know you're a truck driver, we know you're 49 and you're you're heading to your 50th birthday. You've, you've, Selena is your wife. You've three children. That's correct, Jay. Nathan is 22. Michaela is 20. Well, going on 20. I have to get this right now. Going on 20. And Leanne is 17, going on 18. Is that yes, correct? That's correct. correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a big fan of you too. Love you too. I was very happy to hear you playing one of the songs, but then you cut it short on Yeah, me. well, I cut all of them short, John. I cut all of them short. Um, and, and, and so much so that you, the cab of your truck is like a shrine to you too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What, what is it? A, it's a sort of a. It's um. A, what have you got? It's a light board. A lot of truck drivers have light boards in the back of the lorries, in the back of their trucks. But most of them put up, say, a Scania logo, a Volvo logo, or whatever. But no, I, I wanted a U two logo. So it was. It was. I, I scrolled through the internet, and it was, it was um, a logo of them on a, on a record, on a rec- on the old vinyl. Yes. So that's one part of it, and and then. 
there's the two Joshua trees on either side because I love that album. That was the album that actually brought me to you too, all those years ago. With or without you, I will With follow. Without you, no, I not I will follow, but I, I haven't found, found what I'm looking for. for yeah, and yeah. underneath, then, then there's the there's the there's the name of the song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Right. Because theoretically, being a truck driver, you don't find what you're looking for. You're, like. you're constantly going somewhere. Exactly, yeah. yeah you're yeah. constantly on the move. Uh, and it says formed in 1976. Yeah, that's when the band was formed. That's when the band was formed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we know all that about you. Uh, so you, you've had a rough time of it over the last few years because you were a continental truck driver. Now just tell us a little bit about that. Continental truck driving is... Um, it's very tough now, so it is because you go away for weeks on end. Sometimes you could be gone for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, depend depend what kind of a, a scenario you're in, like, you know, but I would normally go away of a Friday evening and I mightn't get back for two weeks, three weeks and okay. I'd be on my own then for, for that period of time. And you, 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 you very honestly admitted on one of the programmes uh, of the first two that you weren't there for a lot of the, 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 the children's growing up. No, I missed, I mean, I... I missed all that, as many truck drivers have done over the years. Like you know what I mean? I've missed, I missed everything in relation to the kids growing up. You had first steps, birthdays. You know, the only saving grace was I actually delivered my own, the middle one, Michaela, in the back of the car. <laughs> so after, 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 yeah, that was that, that was the only highlight right. of the kids yeah. growing up. Tell so us about that, Selena. So what? So I went into labour about five o'clock in the morning Nate was at home and I called him I said Johnny I'm in labour have a time for a shave I said plenty of time <laughs> and I was pulling the blinds and I rang my mum and said we're on our way in now just to drop Nathan off and next minute the pains were coming quick and fast I said oh come on we have to go to the hospital I knew she was coming so he rang an ambulance the ambulance said yeah we're on our way to meet you but unfortunately it didn't work like that he had to pull in at a petrol station and deliver her the ambulance still weren't there so 25 past 6 in the morning 25 past 6 in the morning May 22nd I'll yeah. never forget it. Right. Mm. Did you make the papers? <laughs> yes, you did. The local one, you did. Yeah. A local man helps give, yeah, to a second child. Yeah. 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 Special yeah. delivery by a, by a truck driver. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's the headline. I can remember. That's very special, isn't it? Yeah. That's something, that's the only bit that I can take out of the three kids growing up. Yeah. But it is special. You're right. It is absolutely, yeah. So then, at some stage, you, you had a bit of a crisis and you decided, OK, I'm going to give up the truck driving and I'm going to get myself a, a nine-to-five job. Uh, wh- wh- when was that? That was about, about nine years ago, was it? Mm. In and around nine years ago, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to steer myself away from truck driving because I was away all the time. So I wanted, to, I wanted to find a job where I'd be happy doing in relation to getting home in the evening. But I wanted to stay within the trucking industry because that's my passion. And um, so I decided, okay, I went back to school and I got I got a, deg- a diploma in supply chain management. But apart from that, I went into an office, into an office environment in re- in, within the transport industry. Yeah. And um, now I was working for a small family. They're absolutely brilliant, so they were. They couldn't do enough for me. But in hindsight, it was the worst thing I ever done because I was literally 24-7 on a phone. And I ended up actually, when I was on call, sleeping on the couch in the sitting room in fear of the phone going off waking and sleeping up at two, three, mm. four o'clock in the morning. It was horrendous. There was that and of course you weren't doing what you love to do. I wasn't doing exactly what I love to do as in being behind the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah. The freedom of that yeah. was gone from me. Right. So I was in a controlled environment for so I was. And um it just it was great in the mean but but I never say no. 
So I just took on more and more and right. more and more. Okay. And when I wasn't on call the weekends, I was on call the weekends because people were falling back upon me all the time. And Selena, could you spot it in John that this wasn't good for his mental health? Definitely. Yeah. Within a couple of months, he just completely went downhill, completely ignored us as a family, was coming in in the evenings, having his dinner and either going to the room and he'd go to the bedroom. Then when I was going to bed, I was going calling him, going to the couch because if I wake, that's it. I'm awake all night. The phone would go off and it'd be with the stupidest of things at two, three o'clock in the morning. So he slept on the couch most of the time, but wouldn't listen to me. When I told him he needed to see a doctor, it took a good few months to get him to go. To see. He was in a bad place yeah. before he would even go and see the doctor. Right. Uh, and then you did? I did, yeah, I did. I went and saw the doctor. He said it was... I was I was suffering from depression. Now I would never have thought that now, so I wouldn't beforehand. Never, because as far as I concerned, there was nothing wrong. It was just everyday, you know, life. You know what I mean? It was just the struggles in everyday life. So he put me on medication. Um, I was fearful of the medication, so it was in fact that I might get addicted to it. Right. But he assured me I wouldn't, and I didn't. And I started to run. Do a bit of exercise, and I started to love it. So I did, absolutely loved it. I was flying it, and everything went well for a couple of years. I was starting to get back into a little bit of a routine, so I was. But um, then three things happened. Don't ask me the dates because I can't answer okay. you the dates. Because dates to me, good dates I'll remember, bad dates I'll blank right. out. So I will. But first of all, my nephew died at twenty-one years of age. In, I think it was, was it July of that year, was six it? Six years ago, in August. August, August of that year. Years gone. So I have to work me, I have to kind of work my way back. August, yeah, August, well, I'll, yeah, me, me nephew died at 21 of August of that, of, of, of that year. The following year, my mother died at July of the year. And then the third one was my father died right. on the on the September. So July, August, September are bad months for me. So I never grieved, I never grieved for any of that. So I didn't. And that just, tore me up so did you sound to me like if there is such a thing a, a typical Irish male because you were in denial about your mental health mm. problems uh, and you you weren't willing to go through the, the grieving process because you probably did you see that as a sign of weakness or were you what what do you think was there going was, on it, there was a sign it, it was partly a sign of weakness from a male perspective and it was also a kind of a, a macho thing you know me, you know men are strong they don't need to grieve or anything like that like you know what I mean and they you know they're above all that kind of stuff like there's an image there to be held and you know that they were the kind of the driving forces behind it like yeah. you know but in hindsight it wasn't a thing to do mm. because it, I, 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 I absolutely hit rock bottom so I did. So you you so you'd been out you've been out of the depression and then this brought you back right down oh, into it. Absolutely, yeah, the this brought me down. Yeah. This brought me down to where I was never before. And to be honest with you, Ray, I think I had to go there. To be honest with you, to finally bring it to terms of what I was actually going through. Well, Selena gave you an ultimatum, really, didn't you? I did. I he was. About March, April, May, June, yeah. July, about five, six months of depression. Last he, year, was yeah, it? Two, Last year. Coming up, it'll be three years. The start of that, okay. around the start, just before COVID, mm. around that Christmas, that January, it started. And it was that August before he would go to the doctor. Right. And that For was the, the day time. I gave him the ultimatum and said, I'm gone. I'm leaving. Bags are packed. Unless you go see the doctor, we're finished. Will you describe to me, if you can, just what it's like living with somebody who's depressed? 
like he's coming in every day. He's not speaking to us and he'd communicate through a text message or his phone call was a monogamous. It was the same thing every day. What What are you doing? Uh, I'm at home and cooking dinner. Okay, talk to you later. That was it. That's all I got. So every day he'd sp- he'd ring me, but that's just it was our habit that he t- he taught he had to continue on the habits, and that was of ringing me every every morning he'd ring me, mm. and that was it. I actually worked a lot of nights, so we weren't that he was coming in and I was going to work. So on purpose, that we, on purpose, to, so that we weren't seeing each other, right. so that I didn't have to, and then just. It just hit rock bottom and I just said to him, can't live. Like, and the kids were just there now. Our son has his room set up. He has everything in the room. So he'd be on the computer every evening in the room. Or the girls might say, what's wrong with daddy? Don't mind him. That's all I'd say. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. He's in a bad mood. That's yeah. all I'd say. But like, so, it was hard. And but, the, but then you had to introduce a little bit of tough love, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was enough for me as well. And it was, if he thought much of our marriage, he'd go to the doctor. And obviously he did. So, yeah. 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 So this is your second. Was this your second time at the doctor? Second time. Yeah. Second time. Yeah. 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 You see, the first time, if I'm being honest, the first time I probably came off the medication too quick. Right. Because I thought it was, you know, I was starting to feel good with myself again, and I went back to the old story. I'm invincible here, like you know what I mean. I don't need it. There's a picture coming through of you, uh, John Ryan, and it's probably because as a truck driver, you're a loner. Oh, that would have you're to in a, a bubble. You're 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 sort of master of your own universe, mm. aren't Once, you? Well, yeah, it is. No, you're absolutely right, Ray. Once I closed them doors, Ray. Any morning I'm going into work, I'm in charge. Mm. There's nobody else there in charge. I'm in charge. Like I, it's like it's like going out one world into another. But the world I'm going into, there's no problems. There's no everyday life no. problems. Like you know what I mean? There, I I'm just totally control of of the whole scenario. But when I get out of that truck, then in the evening time, I come back into the real world where there's all these problems that I'm not able to deal with. Yeah, that's that's. It's sad, isn't it? You know, it's, and 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 then I can see as well because you're you're not talking to anybody, so you're going on long journeys and you're not chatting to anybody, are you? The only people I would talk, I, I'd have. It's funny, Ray, because I could, I two two or three of my truck driving friends, I can go on the phone from and spend and spend an hour, an hour and a half talking to them. Now we would talk from anything. Right across, it, it, there's no agenda. It's just whatever comes into your but mind. But anything important? Anything? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's just <laughs> well, it'd be important to us now. No, I know, I know. But I mean, when I was saying important, you, you yeah, would no. never, you would never share no, your, God, your no, mental no. health difficulties. No, no, no. Right oh, God, like no, no, no. Drivers, see, that's the that's the problem. You see, Ray, drivers, they won't talk about them things yeah. because it's the well. I think thing, it's not like, just drivers. I think it's I think it's men. A lot of men. Yeah, well, now, that's changing. That's changing. And I see a new generation. And I, it was lovely when Nathan got up in the first episode and gave you a hug. Yeah. Like Nathan's in his 20s and he's that's still right, hugging you. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful yeah. thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But that's, brilliant. that's yeah. one thing I always tried to do anytime I was home. I'd always try and kiss the kids goodnight in the nighttime and show a little bit of emotion towards them. Okay. Because I, for me, it's very important because my childhood, I didn't get it. So I, I want to make sure that they get it, like, you know what I mean? And that's kind of a barrier breaker, well, for, the, want of a, for want of another way of saying it. I like, suppose they know? say, well, it's not this simplistic, but, the, you know, it's kind of like this, that the, you try and replicate your childhood or you go the complete... Correct yeah. and right. And you're, you're going... I'm the, going the complete opposite. The complete so I am, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. What are your friends saying to, to you, Selena? seeing you on the telly? And, and, because you, you're letting people in. It was his well, choice. Is, it was his, it was choice, his to choice. I didn't even know he applied for the show right. until he got the phone call to say he was invited up to the assessment day. So it was a big shock for even me. Right. How even, did you feel about it? I said, you what? 
And he said, oh, I applied for opera. I said, you're not going to do that. I am, I am. I was, now I was total shock. All my friends were in total. Now I didn't tell anybody until actually we could. I just told one best friend. But one of my best friends would have known all along through the depression. I would have always spoken to her mm, and said, course. look, he is, he's There's suffering with depression, you see. You see. Women just one, that yeah, one best, yeah. and uh, the family, the kids, and my mother would have known as yeah. well. And But... Like they're, they're all in shock, but we have great support. We really have with all our friends. They're absolutely, they're being brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Coming out walking with us in, in, during the week when we do the night's walking and that's so. all. You, you, you sort of go at each other a lot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's banter. Your, that's, 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 that's our relationship. No, we're, we're, like, we're like chalk and cheese, so we are like, you know, but at the end of the day, we know, see, I know how to push Selena. Selena definitely knows how to push me. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all harmless fun. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, great. Like, it is. Yeah. I'm the boss and he knows um, that. <laughs> Only when I allow you to be boss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't start putting me now. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's the way it is, yeah. though. Like, that's yeah. the way it is, you know. If people tune in tonight, they're going to see a couple of things. Like, when I was up there in Mullah, we were chatting uh, with Aoife about the cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's a name for a person who's phobic about cooking, but you're one of them. John Ryan. John Ryan. <laughs> in there, in, in like Flynn. Uh, and, and then you went shopping. Have, have you, you've never done a grocery shop before in your life? No. What, you're 49, you've never done a grocery no, shop? absolutely not. Well, you would have went to the shop for a few days. Yeah, yeah, but not, not a full, no, not no, a no, big no, shop. No, no, God, no, no, no. I, I go to the shop and buy the paper. Yeah, I know. Like, but you've never no, done a big shop. Absolutely not, no. Absolutely not. Again, it's outside my comfort zone. It's alien to me, so it is. I know it's strange, and I know the way you're looking at me, yeah, but it is absolutely <laughs> alien to me. Because you must remember, I'm coming from an environment where I gave 20-odd years on the continent. Mm. You know what I mean? I never had to shop as per se, big, t- big shop, because I was never there to, to have to do it. You and you've you, enabled this, of course, Selena. Sure, this is it. But uh, you see, what it was one when he, he used to come home then the weekends. It wasn't fair for him to take over. So to me, it was family time for him to spend time with the kids. So just I done the cooking and Johnny's washing and packed his bag ready to go again on the yeah. Monday morning. And yeah. well, that's just the way it's always can't, can't been. You know, you make me look very, very bad. No, no, no. But tonight people will see no, you is, going shopping, it. and it's nearly comical. You know, like it's mm. they, they put comical music behind it and well, you have to ring Selena to ask her where you can find a sweet car sure honest to God Ray I walked into that shop and it took me over 40 minutes to walk down one aisle what were you doing? I was looking for stuff <laughs> like there was one incident that there was and it threw me all together I had a shopping list Selena done a shopping list for me and on it was Joe Easy Ginger as I thought it was but it, it turned out to be a jar of Easy Ginger. Right. I was looking for Joe Easy Ginger. Did you ask anybody for No, it? I didn't. No, I should have done. But I actually picked that jar of ginger up three times and didn't realise I had ginger in my hand because I was focused in on the Joe Easy bit. Right. Yeah. And that's where I lost the time. You know, if you did more, you'd get used to it. If mm. I won the lottery in the morning, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have to go to work in the morning. So, like, there's a lot but, of. But but no, I'm, I do. I know what you're saying. I'm just wondering, know, is there people out there? Because I, I really do want to help you on this one. Because I think, and I don't want to give you advice because I love cooking and it's a delight mm. for me and it's something I do nearly as as a hobby. And mm. it gives, you know, I, I find it nearly meditative. So I'm not the person to give you advice. But mm. I'm sure there are people listening today who were like you, and were fearful and phobic about mm. the whole cooking process. 
to the point where they like you, you look under fierce pressure oh I, my my anxiety goes straight to the yeah. roof the thoughts of it so it does absolutely and what is it why, why so I think it's just a fear it's the I've thought about this a lot now but I think it's the fear of failure as in not being able to pre- prepare it properly I think that's a lot of it yeah. Like when, like I'm grand getting it ready and preparing it. That's fine. I find that okay, fair enough. There's the cutting and the chopping yeah, and all that. All that yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when it all starts to come together at the end, oh, yeah. and everything is everything is is on top of you. But, well, that's I just I know what people are going to say. I now, lose control. Well, there, there's uh, we call them tray bakes or one pot dish. But there's loads of books of those. Yeah, so true. everything you just put everything into one pot and it all. So you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about everything finished. Because I know mm-hmm. your anxiety there. You know you've the spuds on and you've the chicken yeah. and you've the vegetables and you want them all to be ready. And they at all the same come time. together and then yes. you have to get five plates together at the same time. And <laughs> no, I can I see you. <laughs> But it's but that's just the way it is, okay. like you know what I mean. It, it, yeah. It's 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 something. Well, people people I, might give you some suggestions as to how to how to. But I'd say they'd be saying one pot or a, a tray. So you put everything on a tray, yeah. shove it in the oven for forty minutes. This is what hour. we've been doing. We've been picking out menus yes, and yes, recipes yes, yeah. that because he he has to cook every Sunday. Every now. Sunday now, yeah. So mm, now all he had to Sunday gone. I cooked the chicken because I didn't want food poisoning. First of all, so all he had to do was the potato and veg. Right. Okay. Well, that's a start. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The first Sunday that I, I think I think you could have been in the studio the same Saturday. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be sure. But the first Sunday I had to cook. Um, I got away late because the three women got out of Dodge. They, they ah, just right. they left. We were working. They so just, just you out. and Nathan. Yeah. Only poor old poor old Nathan had to had to suffer the thoughts of eating the food. But, <laughs> but he did. I'm sure. He did. Now he in did. fairness yeah. to him, yeah, and, he, and in fairness, he did compliment us. Now before I let you go, uh, there is. Cake gate tonight. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Cake gate. So you were doing the shopping. Now, I, I don't know if it was out of mischief or whether you really wanted this or you thought you'd get away with it on camera. I don't know. But it was a little bit of both, so it was, to be honest right. with you. So here you are on Operation Transformation. You've been followed around by Jack <laughs> on camera. Mm. And you come to the confectionery aisle. Jack is definitely on Selena's side, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, there was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek in it, but there was a seriousness at the back of it as well from Selena's point of view. I done it to wind Selena up, so I did. I knew it would wind her up. Um, Selena reacted the way she reacted because I knew she would react that way. Because she was going through the presses and found the cake yes. that you'd bought. Absolutely. After yeah. signing up for Operation Transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And also a packet of biscuits. Did you? I did. Oh, right. Didn't know about the biscuits. Yeah. Yes. Fruit shortcakes. Very nice. Of <laughs> Try them sometime. They're I always thought that if you put chocolate on fruit shortcakes, that's the perfect combination. Absolutely. You could be right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. That, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Don't, don't, yeah. be, don't be torturing yourself. <laughs> but don't anyway, I don't know. But... but I don't know how tongue in cheek to her because I knew I knew it would get her up. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's the way we are. We always put, kind of try and pull blanks to one another. But the seriousness side of it was if she hadn't to take them away, I would have dipped into them. Yes. So me. Well, you don't, you don't want temptations around no. the place. No, no. no. <laughs> so You're, he's looking different already. Selena, yeah. Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. You can see it. See, I'm looking at him every day, so yes, I can't I, notice no, I know, it as I know, much. I know. But on his clothes, we can see it on his clothes when he's putting on yeah, clothes Yeah, but I, I haven't seen you in 10 days yeah. in, in person. And yeah, you're definitely... Yeah. No, I am. Yeah. And I'm actually feeling a hell of a lot better in myself as well and within the head as well. Like, but th- that's it's what amazing. it's about, though. Like, yeah. yeah, oh, no, no, it's absolutely I've been rare. saying this for years. It's not it's about... The, it's not Like, the waistline is important, but it's not that important. It's about mm-hmm. how you feel, energy levels, all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I came into Operation Transformation not from a weight loss point of view. It was to get the head right first. And when I, if I could get that right, the weight look after itself. Yeah. And it's certainly going that way, Ray, so it is, certainly, because I feel a lot better in myself. How do you feel about him? Very proud of him. 
Yeah. Well, keep it's it going. It's nice to hear that, actually. Yeah. As they say in trucking circles, keep her lit. No, keep the wheels rolling. <laughs> oh, is it right? <laughs> <laughs> well, keep the wheels rolling. John Ryan, Selena, thanks for coming Thank up. Thank you very much, And good Ray. luck with the rest of the run. Thanks, Thank John. You. Thanks, thanks very much. Thank you. Operation Transformation on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Healthy Ireland. Helping you get set for life. And um, we take a quick commercial break. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, now, Verena, owner of uh, Peacock Winston, is back on the line. How are you doing, Verena? I'm still fantastic. I, I forgot to ask you about the, the, the feathers. So the peacock is the one with the big blue array, is it? Yes, but yeah. only when they get about two or three years old. So Winston okay. doesn't have them yet. All right, all right. And what sort of a pea hen are you looking for? Is it what age or...? Well, probably about the same age as he is at the minute. Like, so uh, he's six months, so that they are the same in age. Okay, but, well, uh, well, listen, we've hmm? Mary McDuffie from County Cavan on the line. How are you doing, Mary? Hello, Ray. How are you? Yeah, yeah, what have you got to say to Verena there? Um, Brina, we have a pea hen here of the same age of, as Winston, uh, born just last uh, springtime, hatched last springtime. So, um, yes, uh, if you want uh, to keep him around, he's pr- she's probably the one for you. Ah, there you go. That is brilliant. Yes. <laughs> the, the Ray Darcy Show, where love stories begin for yes, peacocks. exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So uh, uh, as your um, peahen got an his, his father is an, an Indian blue like like yours, ah, um, but the, pair, the the females are pied. So um, she may turn out a wee bit of a cross between the two, you know. But right. she'll be awesome. fine. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Uh, and Mary, what's your peahen's name? I don't. The, the, we just call them the girls. Oh, the but girls. His, <laughs> his, his name is Charlie. Right, Charlie is is is. is He's peacock. And he's the dad, is he? Of he's your the father, yeah. Aha, ha. so it's Charlie's daughter is going uh, to be Winston's boy girlfriend. That's right. Th- that's, that's the that's thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it was a match made in heaven. And he's, a be- he's absolutely stunning. He's about three, four years old. He's, he just came into his own last year and he's absolutely stunning. Uh, to right. get them in at night time, um, we find it a real treat for them. They love cat food. Right, there's another hint for Verena. Uh, yeah, uh, I tried dog food before, but he wasn't fond of it. Right. Yeah, well, sashes of cat food now, um, they will go into the house in the evening time before it gets dark. And mm. we haven't clipped the wings because we're afraid, you know, whatever chance they have of getting up, they will go right high. You know, they'll go yeah. as far up and they will wait till dawn and come back down to you again. Ah, Brilliant. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you're agreeable, we will put you in touch with her, obviously, to exchange the, the, the peahen. You might have a chat and, and you come back on and keep us informed about the, the, the girl or one of the girls, Charlie's daughters, yeah. uh, uh, Charlie's, as opposed to Charlie's Angels and Winston. And we look uh-huh. forward to hearing more. OK, thanks yeah, very much, Mary. Lovely. See Fantastic. you, Verena. Bye, bye, bye. And it's Tosh, you the Preepskelton and Oakley and Maura de Wallace. Good Maura, thank you very much. Um, let's see what you're saying there my second baby Charlie was born on the front seat of my car on a freezing January morning at 6.15 18 years ago last Friday Uh, I was just like that lady woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and the baby was here just over an hour later that's Emma Uh, happy birthday Charlie Um, and well done John and Selena you're a power couple inspiring the whole community to come together we're all behind you and I much prefer small shops because the big shops continually move the stock around Oh, I see. Yes. And then you're confused and you're before you know it, you're spending three quarters of an hour in one aisle like John. Um, John and Selena are a howl. Best wishes to John uh, on OT, says that person. And uh, just the most significant Irish rock song. Isn't that the question that Tom Dunn put out on Twitter last night? Uh, You'd have to include Therapy, Nowhere and Ashes Kung Fu. 
pair of bangers, uh, says that person. Um, Radio. Uh, now it's time for reeling in the ears. Uh, press that button there. Yeah, yeah. And we have flips on the way and two contestants and a prize. And the prize this week is a nice day in the Farnham Estate in Cavan. It's lovely up there. Uh, we've had the pleasure of staying for work on occasion. Uh, it's a magnificent estate with 1,300 acres of mature woodlands and there's lakes there for you to explore. It's 90 minutes from Dublin. Um, there's a, a spa and a golf resort and you can find out more at farnhamestate.ie. Hello, Sean O'Reilly. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you? Good. You're an Antrim man living in Clondalkin. I am. I'm living in Dublin 40 years, so uh, here a long right. time. But you still have that lovely little... Glen of Antrim's accent. Yes, yeah, still there. You, as, as man, why would I lose it? Yeah, why, exactly. Why would you lose it? Uh, now, you, you manage Morton Athletic Stadium in Santry. That's correct, yes. I'm manager there for the last three and a half years. Which is the most famous athletic stadium in the country? It would be, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, it would be. Yeah. Quite. And what brought you there? I Well, I was working for Sport Island Facilities and I was out in Abbotstown at the National Sports Campus. And I just, just the position come up there, and I moved out to take over that instead. It's right. it will, it's currently it's owned by Fingal, but it's managed by uh, Sport Ireland Facilities, who run the National Sports Campus uh-huh. in Abbotstown, which includes the National Indoor Arena, the Aquatic Centre, and all those fantastic facilities out there. Right, um, and you're on a day off, sort of personal administration day. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> They're, they're always expensive those days because you end up with you know there's the there's the TV license there's the the motor tax there's all those Correct. things car insurance yes all yeah, yeah. Time of year, yeah. yeah yeah property tax oh god yeah and um, uh, who's at home with you uh, well I'm actually I'm actually sitting on my own at the minute my two granddaughters are inside my wife is looking after them at the minute so. right okay and, and and I see you have a, a granddaughter called Darcy I have a granddaughter called Darcy and one called Alex because I didn't include the two and the they were. Yeah. There would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Darcy, lovely name. Um, you're up against uh, Gina Lynham from Sandy Mountain, Dublin. How are you doing, Gina? Hi, Ray. How are things? Good. Yeah, you, you don't. Good. You don't meet many Lynhams. No, um, there's not that many of us around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the family, uh, my husband's family, originated in County Longford. Right. Um, and there's a singer, wasn't there? A singer, Ray Lynham. Yeah, no relation. No yeah. relation, no relation. Okay. Now, now, are you on a hands-free or I'm just trying to get the best quality from your phone line there. Are, are you, uh, you're sitting down... Yeah, I'm, not, um, I'm talking to you from my mobile phone, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, there's a bit of a crackle on it. Are you on headphones or something or no? no? Hold on, hold on one second. Okay, we'll, on. we'll see if we can improve it because just for you and, and for us. Better? Yes, it is. What, 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 what was the change there? Um, oh, I, I think it was, I don't know, the speaker wasn't switched on properly. Ah, no, that's that's much better there, Gina. I Good. can hear you, and you'll be Good. able to hear us better as well. Okay, yeah. you're, you're an artist. What sort of an artist? Um, well, I suppose you'd call me a kind of an impressionist artist, uh, a bit slapstick, right? <laughs> right, okay. Um, I, I paint mainly seascapes out of my head as opposed to actually... Right. Popping of you, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Mm. Like, like a bit like Bob Ross. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. Mm. He does it out of his head. But but today you're not yeah. painting; you're making brown bread. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just I've just put it in the oven there a minute ago. Yeah. I, I love the, I love that smell. 
Yeah, I love it too. Yeah. Uh, I've been my own brown bread for donkey's years. Yeah. And it's a lovely, the whole process of making brown bread is, is lovely as well. You know, the, yeah. I just, it's, it's soothing and relaxing. Yes. And very tactile. Yeah, yeah. And, and tactile and all those things and then you've something at yeah. the end of it that you can eat which is great um, yeah. okay so yeah. um, it, it's uh, Sean playing Gina uh, you have three questions each and just a reminder if yeah. you go for a short clip you get two points because it's more difficult and then a longer clip is easy and you get one point for that and whoever has the most points at the end gets the prize good luck to you both here we go okay good luck Gina right Sean now the year is 1991 which is what 31 years ago Wow, 21 years ago Uh, And we're starting off at the movies And do you want to go long or short? I'll go short You go short, okay Keanu Reeves went undercover as a surfer In this action crime movie Can you name it for two points And here is your short clip There we go He stole it from me No, but uh, there's four guys back there You might want to check out Oh No, I can't. No, Reeves, no. no. Point break, point break. I, w- I wouldn't have got it either. Okay. Radio, um, Gina. Yeah. Uh, still 1991, still at the movies. Do you want to go for a short clip or a long clip? I go short, please. You go short again. Okay. Billy Crystal goes on a cattle drive across Southwest America in this comedy. Can you name it for two points? Here's your short clip. We are going into the wilderness being led by a lunatic. He's behind me, isn't he? So Billy Crystal goes on a cattle drive. No, sorry, uh, I don't know, Ray. No. City Slickers. City Slickers is the name of that. Okay, Uh, we're on to the second question then for Sean. It's music this time, Sean. From 1991. So long or short? Uh, I'll go for a short. A short one, okay. This was a huge hit for this American rock band. Can you name the group or the song? And here's your short clip for two points. It's hard to I'm all alone Who's that? Um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers It is Under the Bridge Two points for Under you Well done You're on the scoreboard Gina Yeah Music from 1991 Do you feel confident? Oh, I, um, not really But I'll go, I'll go short Short again Okay uh, yeah. This was from uh, An English indie band From their first album So we want the name of the band Or the name of the song And here's your short clip For two points I don't want to think at all. I don't know. I'm going to guess Oasis. See, it's the other one. Remember, they, they were up against each other, pitted against each other. Oh. Blur. Oh, blur was oh, blur. blur. Yeah. So yeah. you were there, there, thereabouts, but not close <laughs> enough. Okay. Uh, Sean, you're on two. Gina, yet to get on the scoreboard. Uh, Sean, if you get any score here, um, you're today's winner. Gina can't catch okay. you. Uh, so we're in the news 1991 um, do you want to go short or long I'll go long you go long okay uh, the right of normal people and conversations with friends was born on this year can you name her and here's your long clip for one point I think like stepping back from what I've done and looking at it critically I think it is quite um, it is quite like a novel you know it is quite like a story <laughs> being t- and like it, it has all the hallmarks of what you would call a novel so I think it's less so who's that? Oh, writer of I, know her. I, 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 I can see her face in front of me. Normal people in conversations with friends. Oh, I can't. No. Oh no. Sally Rooney. Sally, oh, Rooney. Sally Rooney. Sally Rooney. Okay, you're on two. All is not lost. Gina, 
Sean has left the door ajar for you. Um, so yeah. if, if you get this one right, we're into a tie-break situation. That's if you go for a two-pointer, which I'm sure you're going to. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, it's 1991 um, and it's sort of current affairs news, that sort of thing. Uh, the final book of Roddy Doyle's Barrytown trilogy was published in 1991. Uh, can you name it? And here is your short clip for two points. O'Leary. Jimmy Senior hadn't even known that O'Leary was playing. He must have come on when Jimmy Senior was in the jacks. Is it Paddy Clark? No. The other one. It's no. That wasn't part of the trilogy. The trilogy was the commitments, snapper, and the van. That's the van we were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Paddy Clark. Ha ha ha. No, I'm not an expert on Roddy Doyle's books, but I think that was the next book after that. Oh, it was. Yes, it was. yes, yes. And yeah. a great book it was too. Um, mm. Sorry about that, Gina. We're going to send you out a couple of Red Arsha Show mugs. You can drink tea oh, or coffee while you're eating your brown bread from those mugs. <laughs> okay. And, and lovely okay. to talk to you. Okay. Well done, Sean. Okay, Gina. Hard, hard luck. Uh, there you go. Thanks, Gina. Sean, well done. You're on your way to the Farnham no Estate problem. in Cavan. And uh, farnhamestate.ie, you can have a look there to see what's in store for you. A lovely uh, little break for you and a person of your choice, assuming Cat- it's be Kathleen. That's grand. Thank you very, okay. very much. Okay, see you, Sean. Well done. Right. Bye God now. Bye, 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 bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio now 1. Now we promise we play this for John and Selena. You do from Joshua Tree and with or without you. Now, no doubt about it, the Harrington family of Portland Row and Dublin's North Inner City are one talented bunch when it comes to sport. Uh, we all know and love Olympic gold medalist uh, Kelly Harrington, who united the country in joy uh, last summer with her incredible victory. But Kelly's brother, Christopher Harrington, uh, also has a successful career in sport and he joins us now from Norway. How are you doing, Christopher? Good, right, good. good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think the introduction uh, <laughs> it's, uh, a bit flattering. I wouldn't say successful, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but you, you're you're going up the ladder. Um, so we're talking to you in Norway. That's just you've only moved in the last month or so, have you? Yeah, uh, I've been here now ten days. So oh, right, so uh, very recently. Yeah, yeah. So you coach football. You moved from Iceland to Igersund in uh, Norway. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself. The, you, you, you played football, obviously, and football's in your blood, and it's something you always want to do. Isn't that, isn't that it? And you want to stay in the football arena, if you like. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, for me now, at this point in my life, I think, I think it's the only thing I know, really. So, um, yeah, I can't see myself uh, doing anything else for the rest of my life other than, than being involved in the game of football, you know. Hmm. And what brought you to Egersund in Norway? Um, well, obviously, I've been I've been working in Iceland for the last uh, probably last four four and a half years, um, and I've always uh, had the ambition and uh, wanted to, to 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 push myself and to to see what I can achieve. At what I would say is probably a higher level in terms of the all round game and infrastructure. Um, so yeah, the opportunity came to to come to Norway and to Egersund, and yeah, it was something that um, well, I just jumped at the chance to to do, you know. So p- for people who aren't au fait with Norwegian football, uh, where are Egersund? What level are they? 
Yeah, uh, we're in the second division. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, the club is you know obviously I'm, I'm now coaching on the men's side in Iceland for the last the last few years. I've been um, been on the women's side, so it was a good opportunity for me as well to to get back into the men's game. I've previously coached in the Faroe Islands uh, in men's football, so. To get back into the men's game um, at a full-time professional level was uh, a big, a big um, opportunity for me, and one that I couldn't really turn down. Especially when the club spoke to me about the project and the ambition they had. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here now and looking forward to it. And, and their ambition is to get up to the first division, obviously. Um, and and they were cl- very close last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were very close last year, just missed out on, on goal difference. So um hopefully this year with a couple of couple of changes and, and uh a little a little bit of a mentality shift we can we can do the job and get up. I think it'd be great for the for the town of, of Eggersund as well. And they've never been in the fourth division, so I think it'd mean a lot for the people here. Mm. And I I mentioned a ladder there earlier on and that, that that's it, isn't it? And that you're sort of putting in your flying hours, so to speak, you're doing your apprenticeship. Yeah, I mean, it's like with, with any job or, or any profession, you have to you have to do the the dirty work if you want to call it that before you can reach the summit. But you know, I, for me, it's um, it's it's what I enjoy. So it's not really climbing a ladder. It's it's, it's doing something that I love to do every day, and wherever it takes me, that's where it takes me. <laughs> that's lovely. Is it? What did they say? Find find something you enjoy doing, then get somebody to pay you for it, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's 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 the thing. You know, I, I was in the states before, and um, I, I was over in college there, and I played in the states, and I was coaching uh, and teaching over there. And uh, the the coaching part of the job uh, I loved, um, but the teaching part I absolutely hated. So, you know, for me, it was quite clear that the only thing I really want to do was. Is football. Um, yeah. So as long as I'm enjoying it and as long as people are willing to pay me for it, I'll continue doing it. Yeah, so obviously your focus is on Egerson now you've just arrived there. Uh, but long term, what's what's the goal? Is it is it the premier is the premiership the summit? Is that is that where you strive towards or what? Yeah, well I think everybody everybody in the game of football has has different ambitions, you know, and I'm no different, but for me the most important thing is tomorrow's training session you yeah. know in football you can't you can't look you can't look past tomorrow um, no. and hmm. you know obviously the dream would be to to walk in the Premier League or to walk with the Irish national team um, but you know like I said the most the most important thing and my immediate goal is having an amazing training session tomorrow and that's just the way I look at it but that's brilliant because because so many people have uh, their eye on a different prize, and and they take their eye off the, what they're doing at the moment, and and that's it's very important that you have that attitude to what you do. Um, uh, you were home at Christmas, and you were you were home for the Olympics as well, were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I got home in the end for the Olympics. Uh, I had a little bit of a, a problem with the with COVID and stuff. Getting I was supposed to be home actually for the semi final. That didn't work out, but I got home for the final. Thank God. So. Um, yeah, it was amazing to be home for that year. Well, like, try and describe to us what it was like as Kelly's brother. Um, I, I, I can't, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, it's it's something that's, and I've said it a few times, it's, it's something that's indescribable. It's, 
said it before as well, it's an out-of-body experience that certainly I've never felt um, through football or through winning things or through anything in my life. It's it's surreal and even to this day when you when you see back the videos and the pictures and see see what ha- it's still still kind of surreal and you, you can't believe that I, that that actually happened. You know. Yeah. Uh, Kelly was in with us just before Christmas there and she said you all intended to sit down as a family and, and watch the fight, the final, on Christmas Day. Did that happen? Yeah, that was the plan. Um, but I think COVID put, uh, put pay to that, um, unfortunately. So, yeah, we didn't we didn't get to do that, all right. sadly. So, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it would have been great um, because I think that was the first time Kelly would have actually seen it. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, COVID hampered that. Yeah, I know she's planning, you know, her wedding to man, her marriage to Mandy, the wedding. Uh, so maybe they could show it on that day. <laughs> How would that work out? Um, that might work out. No, no comment. <laughs> no no comment. <laughs> I, was, I was at a wedding when Ireland played Mexico back in the what? What? What was that? The the nineteen ninety four was it World Cup? Yeah, yeah exactly, we were beaten yeah. two one, and uh, they stopped yeah. the reception and everything for the the match, and then we lost. And sort of, oh no! But at least you know the result. You, you know the result. Yeah, proper order. Yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need to stop every event for for a World Cup game. Yeah, yeah. As I say, you know, you know the result. Um, so you're you, you've left your partner in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's uh, she's still in Iceland. She's still in Reykjavik. Um, She'll join me here in Norway uh, at the end of next month. Um, so she's still there trucking on like a warrior and a yeah. hero that she is. So, uh, yeah, she's there alone, which is not easy for her. So, yeah. Um, she's, what's, the, she's what's, the, what's the distance between Iceland and Norway? What's In terms of flight, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, took, so I flew from uh, Keplavik to Oslo and it's just, literally a couple of hours so, yeah yeah yeah, and yeah it's that, not bad at all over the four and a half years did you pick up a bit of Icelandic yeah yeah I um, I mean I, I wouldn't say I'm fluent by any means but um, I can definitely speak Icelandic and uh, I understand essentially everything you yeah know, so yeah yeah so we're, we're, we're you know it's it's a new language here now for me and um, it's probably like I was telling my wife Lorena it's probably more difficult for me because I'm so used to Icelandic, um, yeah. so I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting, you know, there's words that are similar in Icelandic, but they don't actually mean uh, the same thing. Oh, so that, that's confusing. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> well, well will, you, will you just say uh, nice talking to you today, Ray, in Icelandic? Yeah, Egelske tala vid fu Ray um yeah, that, that's, that, that'll that's do. That'll, that'll do. So the next time we talk to you, Christopher, it'll be in Norwegian. I'll be asking you to say that. But listen, good luck. Yeah, I, I can't say I'll be able to say it. Yeah, good luck in Egerson and we'll be watching your progress. Uh, and thanks for taking time out to talk to us today. I know you're a busy man. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, see you now. That's Christopher Harrington there uh, in uh, Norway. Sarah and Cormac are on the way on Drive Time. We are back tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. It's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.